It's a Wednesday, and that means we'll visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com in just a moment. Got to tell you about Blue Tail Medical Group, proud sponsor of ScoopsWithDannyMac.com. At Blue Tail Medical Group, they will keep you in the game, meaning that if you are scheduled for surgery, before you have that surgery, check with the doctors Bayes, Crane, and Wolf at Blue Tail Medical Group. There are tons of people from all over the world, really, coming to Chesterfield, Missouri to find out how these doctors are keeping people in the game without having surgery. It's the body's ability to heal itself, and that's what they do at Blue Tail Medical Group. So do yourself a favor. If you're scheduled for surgery, give them a call. Check them out online, bluetailmedicalgroup.com. It is your chance to stay in the game efficiently, effectively, quickly, without having surgery. Blue Tail Medical Group. Let's say good morning to Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. Joins us every Wednesday here on scoopswithdannymac.com. And if you are a follower and a lover of baseball, make sure and go to his site, thecardinalnation.com. Hey, Brian, as always, good to uh, hear your voice. How are things going? Good morning, Dan. Here we are in the offseason now, and there's still lots of baseball being played as well. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get into that in just a moment. But the baseball that was played this summer, it's not just the minor leagues you cover, but also taking a close look at what's happening with uh, the Major League Club. How about the Cardinals setting a record of five gold glovers? Pretty amazing uh, statistic to see that come out of this past season. It really is. Uh, you know, there's a process, and they announce the top three finishers and call them finalists, basically just to generate more interest. The, the, the grading was already done, 75% based on voting of coaches and managers across the league, and the other 25% based on statistical analysis. And, you know, you never take for, you know, granted the fact that Nolan Arenado is going to win at third base, and Paul Goldschmidt got his first the Cardinal. Of course, he had uh, four with Arizona as well. Those guys are cornerstones of the defense. Uh, you like to see Tyler O'Neill winning his second in a row. That you know that 20, uh, 20 wasn't a fluke at all in left field. That he's a you know very very strong fielder. Harris Bader, you know, long deserving uh, in center field, certainly recognized as one of if not best center fielder in the entire game. And then um, maybe a little bit of a surprise, Tommy Edmond winning at second base. And it isn't a surprise if you watched him play this year. But I think a lot of folks, myself included, expected a defensive drop off at second base with Colton Wong. Uh, having left the team in their first, you know, head-to-head competition, uh, Edmund came out as a better defender in 2021. And it's, you know, it's a really nice uh, situation to see Tommy Edmund earn that honor because, you know, he had come up through the system primarily as a shortstop and it could be, that, you know, he might end up back there someday, but that you could take a player and, and move him like Tommy Edmund did. Uh, and for him to perform at that level was tremendous. And across the board, of course, five, Cardinals defenders, not including Yadier Molina, who did finish in the top three behind the plate as well. So, you know, I think anybody who watched the Cardinals this last year realized that part of the reason that the pitching was so successful was that the defense behind them was so strong. It was a heartfelt uh, goodbye, Matt Carpenter, to the organization, to the fans of St. Louis on a video uh, released by the Players' Tribune. Uh, Just a, a very classy move by Matt Carpenter, and I do believe Matt Carpenter has a great shot to be a a St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Famer. But just in general, uh, what do you think about uh, that video and uh, the potential of being a Cardinals Hall of Famer? I think, you know, it's going to take some time for some fans who were soured by Matt's last couple of years. And I think anybody who's watched him or seen him or covered him realizes that Matt Carpenter lives and breathes baseball. And, you know, sometimes maybe to a fall, you know, maybe that maybe he got a little bit behind that curve and, and couldn't catch up. But in terms of the, the highlights, the great 
um, performances that he had over 11 years with St. Louis um, are, have been tremendous. And I think over time, the fans will end up voting him into the Cardinals Hall of Fame, and rightfully so, because he is a guy who epitomizes St. Louis Cardinals. You know, you never see Matt Carpenter mouthing off the press or, you know, talking bad about anyone. He's just played baseball good and hard, and he delivered. He, he moved around defensively when the team needed him to, even though that may not have been the best move for him personally. And, yeah, he had a decline the last couple of years, but he was a Cardinal through and through. And it'll be interesting to see if Matt Carpenter decides to keep playing or not. Um, you know, he, he certainly would have to accept some type of a lesser role with another team or whether he calls it a career. But either way, I think fans should applaud the job that Matt Carpenter, because he, as a St. Louis Cardinal, because he gave it his all. Skip Schumacher, you knew him as a player in the minor leagues and then turned that into uh, 10-plus years in the big leagues, and now he'll return as a bench coach for St. Louis. I'm curious, um, when you were watching him play in the minors or in your conversations, did you think that this was something that eventually would be in the fold for for Skip, you know, in terms of wanting to manage or be a coach at some level? Well, Skip was always a very, very serious individual. And that I'm sure, you know, when he let his hair down, you know, had fun like anybody else. But anytime I ever saw him in the clubhouse, on the field, he had a purpose for what he was doing. He wasn't just joking around, watching videos, playing games. You know, uh, he he was working and thinking about baseball. And, I, and I'm sure that he took advantage of having guys like, uh, Tony La Russa and Jose Akendo and, and, and even Duncan around to learn the game. And he's a guy who you have to say probably wasn't the most physically gifted player that ever played, but he got the most of the skills he had and turned that into, as you said, 11 seasons as a, as a player in the major league. I mean, he was a fifth rounder, so it isn't that he didn't have talent, but he also wasn't a bonus baby that got a you know $3 million contract. And he's certainly a thinking man. He moved very, very quickly in terms of coaching. He did not uh, coach or manage in the minor leagues. He got a shot, you know, right in the big leagues right from the very start. Uh, but he did have that that time as both first base coach and then associate manager of the San Diego Padres. And so, you know, he looks like a very good fit. Certainly he's a guy that Cardinals fans uh, enjoyed for a long time. Again, like, like Carpenter, a guy who moved around defensively even, you know, and put the needs of the team ahead of his own and so I think it's a it's a good choice uh he has that Cardinals history but he also has that experience elsewhere that you know frankly the Cardinals continue to get some voices some thoughts from others who uh you know come from outside the organization and you know San Diego looked like a team that was um you know well stacked for the future that maybe they still are but had a disappointing 2021 and for that reason that reason only skip became available because this is basically a lateral move for him it is a promotion and uh but but san diego made the decision when they fired their manager jace tingler that they would allow the coaches to seek employment elsewhere and that's uh the cardinals are, are the beneficiary of that justin williams and nick Plummer become minor league free agents any surprise with either one of those guys well you know justin williams you know of course folks remember he was part of the tommy fam trade in, in 2018 and he had the the first incident where he punched the TV when he got mad and hurt his hand and missed part of a year. But really, 2021 was um, his opportunity, Justin Williams' opportunity, to show whether he had what it takes to be a major leaguer. He got an extended trial earlier in the year, and he didn't live up to expectations, either offensively or defensively. He had had some good times defensively, but also some times where you know, he didn't look like uh, necessarily a major leaguer in right field. So you know, Justin Williams, unfortunately, has probably come to the end of his time as a Cardinal. He needs to, you know, look and see if he can 
you know, make that final step somewhere else. And, you know, maybe he'll go somewhere else and play well, but I think he got a good shot to show the Cardinals what he could do. He was moved off the 40-man roster last week, and that set up the free agency. The Cardinals did by, you know, making him a uh, – by taking him off the roster. And, by the way, another organization could have claimed him off waivers, but they did not which shows you a little bit about the demand for him. Nobody wanted to claim him and put him on their 40-man roster right away. So I think Justin Wayne's going to have to sign a minor league contract somewhere with a you know, spring camp invitation and see where he can latch on. Um, Nick Plummer, sort of the reverse of the, of the coin. When the Cardinals freed up 40-man roster spots, they decided not to protect Nick Plummer, who was a first-rounder way back in 2015, had a great first season in the in the Florida State League, or at the time the Gulf Coast League rookie ball. Then had a hand bone injury, hurt his hand, missed a year. Had three kind of middle years where he really sort of fell off the top prospect list because he wasn't performing basically at league average or thereabouts, and certainly not what you would expect for a guy they were hoping would be a future major leaguer. But he put it together this year, Nick Plummer, uh, showed his normal selectivity at the plate. He's known for having a good eye at the plate, taking a lot of walks, high on base percentage. But he started to hit the ball with authority as well. Uh, played very, very well at Springfield and played very, very well uh, when he came up to Memphis, about 40% above league average in terms of his, offense, his offensive production. And I thought the Cardinals a little thin in the outfield. They might have used a 40-man spot on Nick Plummer, but they decided not to. And as a result, Nick Plummer became a free agent. Now, Cardinals could sign him back if, number one, the Cardinals want him back, and number two, Nick Plummer wants to come back. But if I'm Plummer and I didn't get added to the 40-man, that sort of tells me what the organization thinks about me. You know, I couldn't blame him if he wanted to see what kind of deal he might get somewhere else. And there's a possibility another club, uh, you know, sees potential in Nick Plummer and decides to, uh, you know, give him a major league contract. Otherwise, He'll be another guy looking for a, you know, he'll get a spring camp invitation no matter where he signs for next year. You know, Brian, we saw that uh, it was a tough year, wins and losses in just about every level of the Cardinals minor league system. But I love your postseason awards with individuals or managers or teams. And uh, you went with your manager of the year in the Cardinal system, the Cardinal Nation, went with Ben Johnson, who is the manager at Memphis. What went into that? Yeah, Memphis Redbirds, of course, you know, they're, they're really at the mercy of what happens with St. Louis, a triple A team in that when St. Louis needs players, guys are on, you know, in the car or on an airplane you know, immediately to meet St. Louis wherever they are. And the, the Memphis Redbirds started off slowly this season, but uh, they didn't fold. They kept uh, playing hard and eventually had a 15-game winning streak that tied the longest in all of the minor leagues. And that was while they had over 160 transactions at the Memphis level that caused the roster to change literally day by day. And uh, Ben Johnson and his coaching staff at Memphis uh, did a solid job of keeping that team together and continuing to provide the players that the Cardinals needed. And, of course, a number of players stepped up. Juan Yepes, who we talked about uh, and have talked about, uh, the slugging leader in the the, uh, um, AAA East League, uh, was recognized as an all-star, as was Matthew Libertor. So Ben Johnson has had, you know, had some uh, very good players on that team that have continued to develop and get prepared to help St. Louis in the future. And Andre Palante, I know that's somebody that uh, you wanted to talk about concerning the Arizona Fall League. Yeah, Andre Palante. You know, we've talked a lot about Zach Thompson pitching well uh, in the Arizona Fall League, and he has. But Zach, uh, probably because he pitched a full starter's workload, pitching in long relief uh, in in uh, the Arizona Fall League. So typically he's pitching. Uh, two innings on the average per per appearance. And Zach has continued to work on his offerings, including keeping his walks down, which is his biggest challenge. But Andre Palante's been 
uh, a surprise. He moved into the rotation for Glendale after Jordan Hicks went home and has put together a 1.59 ERA, 22 strikeouts in 17 innings. Um, Andre Plante threw four shutout innings yesterday, his longest stint of the, the fall league. And he's our number 12 prospect right now. Pitched very, very well for Springfield, but was among that group of about 10 or 12 players who caught COVID in early August. You know, that set him back, so he missed some time. So Andre Polani is another guy who's taking advantage of the, the time in the desert to, you know, work some more innings. And certainly he'll uh, receive a camp invite to, to Major League Camp next spring. Probably he'll be, you know, in the Memphis rotation to start the season, but he's another guy who, you know, in the past, he's uh, he's thrown in the, the low 90s, could touch mid 90s, but reports from Arizona are that he's um, been in the upper 90s, and that is a, a significant change. Uh, could be a guy who maybe, you know, starts his major league career in the bullpen, but could potentially be a, a four or five starter uh, for St. Louis down the road. And I'll wrap it up with this. What are you working on this week at thecardinalnation.com? Well, as I mentioned, baseball is continuing to be played around the game, and there are a number of prospects, typically lower-level guys, who are playing in winter ball in Dominican Republic and Venezuela, uh, Puerto Rico, et cetera. And so we have uh, reports on how all those players are doing, uh, both the hitters and the pitchers. We also, of course, have all the detail, not just the list of names that came out there a day after we published ours, the list of minor league for agents, but we also go through all the other players beyond the Nick Plummer and um, Justin Williams, where those players fit in the system and, uh, you know, the fact that they're now free agents, what they might be doing in the future. So, you know, we're keeping track of all the roster moves that occur in the major league level. So we've got a story about McFarland and anytime you want to see where the roster stand, the 40 man rosters or the rosters at any of the minor league affiliates, we have something called the roster matrix, which you can get right off the top menu and you can see where all the players are. You can catch up all the transactions, everything that's going on in terms of player movement around the system. Hey, Brian, you do such a great job and uh, love talking baseball with you, and we'll keep it up next week, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Take care, Dan.